Latina Equal Pay Day is later this year than it has been in the past. Why is that? I share my thoughts and more. So don't go anywhere. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Last year in 2021, Latina Equal Pay fell on October 21st. This year in 2022, it falls on December 8th, which is today if you're listening to this on the day this episode is released. This is Jen Hemphill, your host. Hopefully you know that. And today is just going to be you and me. I'm going to share with you some of my new findings about Latina Equal Pay, some cool resources, as well as my thoughts as to why Latina Equal Pay Day has shifted further in the year, meaning the gap has widened when we are supposed to be lessening, right? That's the goal, to lessen that gap. Before I get into the nitty-gritty of this episode, let's go back in time a bit. Back in November 1st, 2018, I wrote a blog post about Latina Equal Pay, and I wrote the following. Although our voices have gotten stronger and advocacy efforts about the unjust inequality has improved over the years, it's not enough. We need to do more than advocate. We can advocate all we want, and some change may happen, but the bigger change comes when we do the work from within. Working from within requires a better understanding of your own personal finances, which provides clarity, and that in turn increases your financial confidence. When you are financially confident and clear on your finances, there's no doubt in my mind that you will ask for more money and become a better negotiator, aka contribute in shrinking that wage gap. Why? Because you know where you stand financially and you know exactly what it will take to get to where you want to be. Plus, with that confidence, there is no stopping you. So that was back in 2018, and this still rings true for me. I also did an episode back in 2018 where I shared three tips you can take to minimize the wage gap. And these three tips are the following. Tip number one, make sure you have clarity around your financial matters. Tip number two was work on your financial confidence daily by being careful of what you allow within those walls of your mind. Tip number three is be the voice that your Latina sisters and female sisters may not have at the moment. Take the opportunity to uplift the women around you. And always know that you are an example and a leader to women. Of course, you can listen to the full episode and that link is in today's show notes. Then in 2020, I went and did a ton of research and questioned a ton of things. You can listen to that in episode 238, which is also linked 
in today's show notes. This year, I continued to do some research because I figured from 2020 to now, there should be more. I should be able to find more, or maybe I can find something that I missed before. And so what I have discovered this year in my research is that how they do the calculation of equal pay, that has evolved, that has changed. And according to the American Association of University Women, which is also known as the AAUW, what they have done is that the dates that have been designated for this year are using a new methodology because during the pandemic, during COVID, this affected so many groups and affected a lot of people. And with women specifically, it pushed women, especially women of color, into part-time seasonal work or maybe just even out of the workforce altogether. Therefore, how equal pay, these dates were calculated in the past, it was not accurately taking these things into consideration. So it was not accurate. For 2022, the Equal Pay Day Coalition has adopted a new and more inclusive methodology. I also found what I didn't found in my past research is that there is actually a committee specific for this mission of equal pay. And it's called the National Committee of Pay Equity, also known as the NCPE. It was founded back in 1979, and it is a coalition of women's and civil rights organizations, labor unions, religious, professional, legal, and educational associations, commissions on women, state and local pay equity coalitions. In other words, it's an organization that includes so many different organizations and committees and whatnot. What I noticed too is I'm not saying they're not active, but their website doesn't seem to be updated. So I'm not sure how active or not this committee is. I know on the website, the chair position is not filled according to the website, but maybe they have a chair because who knows when this was updated. So I found that interesting that there is a committee specific for this mission, which I think is great. But I presume, too, since it's made up of these different organizations, these organizations already have their own focuses and responsibilities. This is just maybe it's just a volunteer role. So I'm not sure, again, how active or not this is. This is something that I do want to find out. But As I'm sitting down and recording this, I have not had a chance to do that due diligence and make some phone calls, send some emails and whatnot. I also found some staggering stats that I didn't find before, or maybe as I read it, it didn't hit me like it hit me this time. Who knows? (laughs) But basically what I found is that according to the National Women's Law Center, the wage gap translates into an annual median loss of $28,911 for Latinas. So I want you to think about that. That's 20, and this is the annual median loss of almost $29,000. So that means roughly $2,500 a month, which is significant. It's not a penny, it's not a dollar, it's not $5, which that I would still take, right? But it's $2,400. Let that sink in. That's major. That is major. And this is what we're talking about, the wage gap. 
if we could close that wage gap, that can mean roughly, again, roughly, this is the annual median loss of $2,400 a month more. Now, according to the AAUW, again, this is the American Association of University Women, and it makes sense more specifically for Latinas, this stat is, because of this gender wage gap, the Latinas were compensated just 54% of what non-Hispanic white men were paid. Again, Latinas were compensated in 2021 just 54% of what non-Hispanic white men were paid, which makes sense why the gap is so wide, right? It takes us almost an entire year of extra full-time work to be paid the average annual earnings of white men. And that's crazy. It's crazy to me. And again, this stat is inclusive of that new methodology. So it compares what the earnings in 2021, including seasonal part-time workers to all white men workers. So before these calculations were drawn on only full-time and year-round workers. Other stats that I found specific to Latinas is that between 1988 and 2019, the Latinas earning ratio compared to white men changed only 4%, only 4%. And remember that in 2021, we're being compensated 54% of the non-Hispanic white male. It's just nuts to me. It's only changed 4% in terms of the earning ratio between 1988 and 2019. And this is another thing that contributes to the gap. For Latinas, the unemployment rate rose rose from 4.8%. Ooh, you want to take a guess? To 12.5% between the third quarter of 2019 to the third quarter of 2020. Of course, we know that the pandemic has a huge impact on this or has had a huge impact on this number. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. And to achieve, and this, I shared this in my last episode, a similar stat in my last episode where I did a lot of research, but I want to bring it to the forefront again. At this rate, of change, like how things are going at this moment, if nothing were to change, or at this rate of change, if things were changing at the progress that is changing at this moment, Latinas won't achieve equal pay until the year 2197. We're not going to be alive. (laughs) You and I are not going to be present. That's a lot of years. (laughs) That's a lot of years. So I wanted to share those with you because I think it's important to not just, one, understand, number two, keep abreast of the stats and how they're changing and how they're calculating. I think it's important that they are changing their methodology of how they're calculating. Of course, it's still a mystery 
I have not found exactly how they do calculate. They do share what they take into consideration is how much per person works, right? Before it was just the full-time work and now it's part-time seasonal and all that. But exactly how they calculate that, I don't know. I don't know how they do. I've also, in this year's research, I found some really interesting resources, tools and resources. One of them is a 10-step employer pay equity audit that you can provide to your employer. And I provide the link in the show notes, which is pretty cool. So if you have, let's say your boss is really interested in pay equity, you can say, hey, have you done this audit? This is a real cool audit and this is already provided for you. The questions and everything is already provided for you. Just you can provide them the link. You can print it out however you want to do. So I thought that was pretty cool. Another cool tool is the gender pay gap calculator that you can check out. And it really tells you, okay, based on what you're earning, this is how much you're pretty much missing out on with a gap, the gender page gap. This is how much you could Without this gap, this is how much you could be earning, how much more you could be earning. So I thought that was a pretty neat tool. Then this is a powerful tool because I know part of this is advocacy. Part of this is talking to our representatives and getting active, but sometimes we just don't have that time or maybe we don't even know who our representative is. We haven't maybe taken the time to do that. So the AAUW has a two-minute activist page where basically it gives you templates and it gives you that information where it just literally takes you two minutes to go and advocate and send an email to your representative, to your congressman to help advocate for equal pay. And the other thing that I didn't know existed well, I don't know if it's existent at this moment, but I'll tell you about that in a moment. But wage clubs, I found wage clubs. So basically the wage project, I don't know how existent it is anymore, but I thought it was pretty cool that they took this on where they were kind of a space where people can form or join wage clubs. And they were forming throughout the country just really to mobilize groups of women to talk about the wage gap, to obtain tools, support, and the momentum they need to just advocate and talk to their place of employment. But again, I went in there, but Nothing seems to be updated, so I'm not sure. I wanted to share that because this is something that you can do at a local level with people that you know, or even just online. We're so connected online. We can form these wage clubs where we can create this conversation around this. Of course, we have a free community at jenhempill.com forward slash community where we can actually have those conversations too. So if you're in there, make sure you strike up a conversation, ask questions, and I'll be sure to support you. Others will be sure to support you. And if you haven't joined us, be sure to join us. Of course, that link is in the show notes. And then the other thing that I found interesting was a resource on what to do when you find out a coworker makes more than you. So I thought that was pretty cool. So all these links to these resources will be linked up in the show notes. Now, let me share with you my thoughts as to why I think the 
Latina Equal Pays later this year. Again, last year, 2021, it was on October 21st. This year is on December 8th. So that's more than a month, more than 30 days. I didn't count how many days. I didn't want to know how many days. I just know it's more than 30 days. I didn't want to be depressed on it's already, especially when we know it's later in the year. I didn't want to count the days. So number one, for me, is we know that the pandemic affected communities of color economically, higher unemployment, work hours reduced, difficulty, which really led to difficulty paying for basic needs. And so I think that is definitely a significant difference or reason as to why it's later. It's not just that Latina equal pay is the only group, subgroup of women that is later. The Black women is also later. Native American women is also later this year. So it's not just Latinas, but it's women of color. And the equal pay is later this year. The other part of this that I think has a factor is the Great Resignation. I presume that with the Great Resignation, there's Latinas that are also partaking in the Great Resignation and maybe going into business for themselves. There are a lot of Latina business owners, and I'd be curious to know with the pandemic, how many more Latinas went into business for themselves. I know I observed served this online as to people that maybe were just having conversations in the financial space, having conversations around money, and all of a sudden they become business owners and they're teaching others financial education. So I have a feeling that's a part of it. And it takes time to grow a business. So that I think has an impact on the wage gap. And of course, you heard me say that how they are calculating, it has changed to be more inclusive, more detailed. So because it is more inclusive and detailed, that means it's more relevant. The information, maybe it's not 100% accurate, but is more accurate than it has been in years past. So therefore, it's a reflection of the reality. So if they had been calculating in this way in years past, then maybe the change, let's say, for Latina equal pay this year wouldn't be as drastic in times of the date of the year. So I'm thinking that's a part of it. I also wonder, since the calculation has become more inclusive, that is what they're telling us, does it include our community that is undocumented or are they excluding those numbers? Because that is also a factor in the shift. Or if it's not included, I wonder what happens when it is included. Is that going to make that gap or meaning the date of Latina equal pay further later in the year? How do those numbers impact? But we do need to, I think, include that. If it's not already included, it could be. But the information that I found does not detail that out. So today I shared with you how calculating equal pay has changed, some new stats. I also share with you some really, really good resources and my thoughts on the shift for Latina equal pay. What would you add to the conversation? What gets you fired up about this topic? Did you have an aha moment? We want to hear about it. Join us in our new Facebook community at jenhemphill.com forward slash community. Remember that the more conversations we have, 
the more we learn from each other and the more we are apt to get involved in minimizing this wage gap. So join us at jenhempill.com forward slash community. Next week, we will be meeting with Carolina and Diana, the two Latina women behind a new financial literacy educational platform called Denary. You will hear their powerful stories and, of course, learn about the platform. Bueno, pues that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Be sure to check out today's show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 332. That is jenhempill.com forward slash 332. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao. 